Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 am 630 the word is proud to feature our church of the week our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home here's the host of our am 630 the word church of the week program director of ministry development marcus burgos Thank you and welcome once again to AM 630 The Word, Church of the Week program. I am your host, Marcus Burgos, and I'm glad to be back again. And I want to share something with you. I had something in my heart uh, thinking about David. I love one of the characters in the Bible that I so love is David, King David. But before he was king, he had to go through some stuff, like we say sometimes. And David, when he was just about there, and he had already been anointed and he was going through things. He went through what I look and see to be one of the more, the more difficult times of his life. We're talking about First Samuel chapter 30. And he's rejected by his people and his king. And he goes and tries to, to join the Philistine army. And he's rejected by the Philistine army. You don't fit here. You don't fit there. And you're in that middle place, someplace in the middle. And don't you know that when you're in that middle place, it's a crucial moment in your life. Because you're not at the beginning. If you're close to the beginning, you can always just turn around. If you're, if you're at the end, you will get that, that, uh, that second wind and you'll be able to just make it. But in that middle portion where you're in the middle of your goal, you're in the middle of the struggle. Uh, that's when you tend to be checked. You're, you're, you tend to, to be checked on, on are you really, do you have the stamina to go through this? Do you have the willpower to go? Are you really called to do this? And David uh, was checked and he's on his way back to Ziglag and he finds the place burnt down. And he sees just smoke coming up and he finds that uh, all, the, all the, the wives and the children and the old men, they were all taken. And uh, he finds himself in a moment of great discouragement. And the Bible talks about his men were, were talking of stoning him. And uh, that's a big deal because these guys were, they were tight. They were buddies. They, they came through some stuff. And, but sometimes in that middle place, even your closest of friends will turn on you. And and David did one thing that I thought was was awesome. He did two things, actually. Uh, one of them was he 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 encouraged himself. Not all the time will you have a pastor to call you. Well, not all the time will you have someone to be able to say, hey, you can do it. Sometimes you got to you got to dig you got to dig deep inside and say, you know what? I am called to this. I can do this. And David had to do that when all of his friends and buddies turned on him. He encouraged himself in the Lord. The second thing David did was he he inquired of the Lord. I, I love that uh, because a lot of times we will we'll take a passage out of here. We'll take a verse or we'll take a sermon that we heard in 1983. And, and we'll just say, yeah, that's mine and I'm going to take it and, and let's go. Uh, but David didn't didn't reach back to an old time and, and didn't try to make something up, conjure something up. He went straight to God and he said, Lord, if I go, 
would you give me the victory for this moment? Not for, not for the next time and not for last time. It's if, if I go, God, will, will, will you give me the victory? And, and the response from God was go because I'm giving you the victory. And I want to encourage you today not only to, to not quit in that middle period, but find out what is, what is it that you should do in this moment. This moment may have a different answer from the next moment, and it may have a different response from the last moment. And so we cannot just bottle something up and reuse it. Uh, uh, and, and, but I want you to seek God. Don't quit. And see God for what is it he wants you to do in this time, this moment of your life, this season of your life. And so I hope that you are encouraged today to not quit and encouraged to seek God. And today we're, uh, I'm in the studio once again and um, happy to be joined by one of our locals. And, and that's who we, we interview here always, our locals. And I say this every week. I love the men and women that travel across the globe and they preach the gospel everywhere they go. They're great. We watch them on TV. We hear them on the radio. But there's something special about those men and women that minister right here in our backyard. And, and when we call them, they answer the phone. And, and when the baby's sick, they'll pray. And when we have a wedding, they'll show up. And they cry with us and they celebrate with us. And, and I, I, I believe God has, God, there's a special place in our hearts for our pastors. And uh, today I, I'm here with none other than the pastor of Crossway Bible Church. He is Pastor Josh DeConan. Pastor Josh, thank you for joining us today on Church of the Week. Marcus, thanks. I'm really glad to be here. Man, uh, we you 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 were on the air with us for some time, mm-hmm. and uh, we were so happy to have you. And uh, now you're back on the air with us today, and and I want to introduce San Antonio to who you are. Okay. And so, won't you won't you tell us a little bit? I want to add just a couple of questions to frame it. Sure, are you sure. a San Antonio? Are you from here? I'm a South Texas boy. Okay. So I was born and raised in Corpus Christi. All right. So San Antonio was always in the backyard. Yeah. Right. And uh, I've always lived in Texas mostly. Uh, but, uh, you know, Corpus Christi, San Marcos, Austin, San Antonio, those, those have been my homes. All right. So you know what you're talking about when we're talking about brisket and we're talking about uh, barbecue. Oh, and connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. So, so my, my follow-up question to that, now that we know where you're, you're, a little bit about your context – Tell me about your conversion. Your are you a PK? I, I'm yeah. I'm a PK. I yeah. grew up as a pastor's kid and always in church. I tell people I was born in the third pew, you know, <laughs> and the service didn't even stop. It just kept on going. Uh, so what, how was that for you? Sure, sure. Yeah, I am a PK. Uh, a little little bit roundabout. When I was growing up, my uh, my dad was not a pastor. Uh, at the time, mm-hmm. he wasn't in vocational ministry, but he was kind of a pillar of the church kind of guy, always teaching Sunday school. Yeah. We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And uh, and he is now in vocational ministry. He is now a pastor down in Corpus Christi. All right. Uh, but wasn't when I was growing up. But we we grew up in a Christian home and my mom and dad are the real deal. Yeah. I mean, I, he's a hero of mine. And uh, he has always been, for as long as I've been alive, he has always been a man who walked with God. Um, and he solidly taught us the scriptures, solidly explained to us the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I rejected all of it. Did you? I, yeah, I did. I, um, you know, I played the game growing up and uh, didn't want to get in too much trouble. But where you where you attended church? You mean oh, you played yeah. church? Yeah, yeah, I played church and and. Um, and, you know, I considered a lot of it very closely. It's not like I was just a, some hardened rebel 
um, on the outside, but the Bible tells us every one of us has a hardened rebel on the inside mm-hmm. until we're converted by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so once I left the house and more of that freedom and that, uh, that ability to drive my own decisions uh, was in my hands, it was really clear where my heart was taking me, and that yeah. was downhill. And so uh, the, the way I drove my life was very, very clearly lost. And um, it, after uh, some time, and uh, I had made a mess of my life, and it was mm-hmm. very clear. It was kind of like the prodigal son, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and then he came to his senses. And, um, man, I, I, I was in San Marcos for a time, and then I, I moved to New Orleans um, to just kind of take it to the next level really? in rebellion. I was actually— So you were committed. I was committed to rebellion. <laughs> eventually, eventually I was committed to rebellion. Yeah. Uh, and it was actually in Amsterdam, after a night out in Amsterdam, that I laid down on the floor of the apartment I was staying in. I looked up at the ceiling, and I just—my prayer of repentance was simply this, you got me. Really? Yeah, that was my prayer to the Lord. You got me. I, I knew the gospel. Mm-hmm. I knew the scriptures. I knew where grace could be found if I would repent and place my faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's what I did. So, yeah, that was that's 20 years ago. Isn't that beautiful? I, I think it is, it is a beautiful thing to be able to go to church and give your heart to the Lord there and have the, the choir singing and, and, you know, all of that, the, that, that venue of mm-hmm. the church. Sure. It's, it's a beautiful picture. But I think it's awesome to know that the power of salvation is not limited to a religious setting. Oh, no. Oh, no. Although we, we invest everything we can in that because that was something that I ended up being able to take with me everywhere I took my yeah. rebellion. I had what my parents had invested in me all along. Now, I was rejecting it all along the way, but it, it never left my mind. I, like, like the story of the prodigal son, like he knew what was back home. He, he knew how his father had treated, say, his hired men, right? So, uh, you know, parents, if you've got young ones um, who have abandoned the faith, who are living like they don't know the Lord, uh, do not stop praying and do do not stop hoping because uh, God is the one who turns hearts, and he does. And, And if you've got even younger ones, invest in them. Don't wait. Invest everything you can in instructing them in the word of the Lord and under and, and expressing to them the grace of God that can be found in through Jesus Christ. And, and even if you don't see results now, it, the seeds that you plant, yes, they, they will grow. They will grow. The Bible talks about that his word goes out, mm-hmm. you know, like, it does wa- like, like water mm-hmm. and it doesn't come back, you know, void. void. Yeah. It it does, and it is it it accomplishes what the Bible says. It accomplishes everything it was set out to do. That's right. You know, and so we have to have that faith, even when what we see is not what we want to see. That's as right. a parent, you you know, as a parent, you love this person so mm-hmm. much. I want the best for you, but what they want is rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and 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 here you are. You know, we could fast forward a couple of a couple of years. And, and and night and day. My parents still shake their head. <laughs> we don't know what happened, but we're thankful to God. Yes. You know, and that that's a that's a beautiful thing. I, I but I, I want to go back to that mm. that place 
you're on your back, mm-hmm. you're looking up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a picture. You yeah. know, you hit rock bottom. What what I mean, you don't have to go through the details, but what were you what were you feeling? What what was it that drove you to say, Okay, you got me? Mm-hmm. Were you running? What 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 was that? How were you hearing him calling you that you finally said, Okay, I quit, I surrender. Yeah. Uh, you got me. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think it's a little bit hard to uh put a fine point on it, but I keep coming back to the parable of the prodigal yeah. son because it, it just maps over so uh, so well. You know, what the Bible says about that character was mm-hmm. he he saw the mess that he was in, right? right? He saw that he was feeding the pigs and he was hungry. And that was very true of my life, too. Although I wasn't feeding pigs, I wasn't hungry. But I had sort of made messes of relationships. Yeah, uh, I had made messes of uh, sort of employment. Uh, just sort of all the mistakes that you can make as a yeah. young man uh, were clear to me. Although I had excused them away for a while, late at night, you start to think clearly sometimes. And you're like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm. I, I liked to tell myself that I, you know, I was writing my own story and making my own rules and that sort of thing. But really, I was just making a mess. Yeah. But So that's one side. Yeah. The other side that I could see clearly, that God gave me the grace to just see clearly was... Uh, not just that I didn't know what I was doing, but that he did. Mm. And that all that I had been instructed in as a child was true. And if it was true, then the most important message of it all, that there was grace for me, was true. And hoping for that, actually trusting that, I placed my faith in Christ. So, um, yeah, there... it um, it very often it's not some one specific thing. It's right. just God kind of pulls the the curtain back off of your eyes, and you've been playing dumb. You've been walking blind, and suddenly you realize the clear truth of the matter, and you need Him, and yeah. you know you need Him. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like He said, "That's enough." Yeah, it's time now. Yeah, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. I'm not in church. Doesn't matter. Tonight's the night. I'm gonna show you. Yes, and then and then you trust. I love that. I, I love that. I, I sometimes grow because I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those moments from my life happened at an altar in church, you sure. know, in, in this in this sovereign, you know, with the music playing in the background, you know, but not every time does it happen that way. God could reach oh, yeah. you in a bar. God could reach them wherever they are, mm-hmm. you know, but what we need to do as parents and uh, I have I have my own three children. Awesome. Uh, and. My job is to sow into their lives. That's right. You know, as parents, they ha- but as parents, we have to sow into their lives so that one day when they make their decision, they could fall back on something. Sure. And say, you know what? I'm going to go to my father's God and make him my God. That's right. You know, and, and have I already that. know about him. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know him yet, but I know about him. And he, he's he, my my father's taught me who this God is and what his character is and how he operates and where I can go in his, in his word. And then when you actually come to know him, oh, the growth is so fast yeah. because you already know about him. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of that timber to burn mm-hmm. so the fire just takes off. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's, a, there's, there's just so much that has hopefully have, has been planted yeah. in, in that life and that they have seen as right. well. Right. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, parents, don't be hypocrites. Don't be hypocrites. That, that is the one thing that I have as a pastor now uh, observed is that one of the things that turns kids off from the faith 
more than anything is hypocrisy at mm-hmm. home, right? That doesn't mean you can't make mistakes. In fact, making mistakes is an awesome opportunity to teach your kids about repentance. That's right. Get down on one knee and say, please forgive me. Uh, I, I need your grace. I, I need grace from God. I need grace from you because I mess up. And, and, and that's, for, that's why we have Jesus. You yeah. know? In fact, one of my boys has, has said to me, Daddy, I, I, I think I understand now why you love Jesus so much because you really need him. <laughs> and that's true. So you can, be a, you can be a parent who makes mistakes without yeah. being a parent who's a hypocrite. Yeah. So just be real with your kids, instruct them in the ways of God, and especially in the ways of grace. I, I often say that not every situation as parents, since we're, on, we're, on, we're kind of staying on this mm-hmm, theme as parents, mm-hmm. uh, I often say that we should not hide every situation from our children. No. Of course, age appropriate sure, sure. And, and the situation, but because this situation may, may give insight to your child. Sure. You know sure. what? I remember, I remember one time we, we grew up very poor, mm-hmm. and, uh, but we wanted to go on vacation. Yeah. And I and I told my mom, Mom, when are we going on vacation? The neighbors were going on vacation. They sure. were the other kids were going on when can we go on a vacation? And she told me one thing, I'll never forget, she said, Let's pray. Let's pray. When your dad comes home, we're gonna pray. We had a family meeting that evening after after dinner and we and all of the all of the kids, there were five of us, yeah. and we all said, We want vacation. You know, that we were picketing oh, it was almost. A yeah. <laughs> we were picketing, we want vacation. And and then my parents said, Okay, let's pray. And we prayed about it. And and I remember there was a you know the the uh, there wasn't thunder or lightning. Sure. We prayed and we brought it to to the Lord, and we didn't have a good car. We yeah. we were poor. We had a car, and uh, a couple of days later, my dad says, "Okay, we're going on vacation." Wait a minute, what? What happened? What? And and my my father's boss gave him tickets. We got in a car. That was not supposed to be able to drive. We're, we're living in New York City. Uh-huh. And, and we drove all the way to Florida, Orlando, Disney, Disney World. Drove back. And uh, we stayed at hotels. We did the parks. We did the whole nine. And it was, it was a miracle vacation. <laughs> the tickets were not there until after we prayed. After you prayed. And, and it came because, I mean, we could make a reference to you have not because you ask not. That's right. But it, it became something that my parents did not shield us from. That's right. And, and my mom said, if we go on vacation, it's because God's making a way. That's right. And today, here I am, X amount of years later, uh, giving God the glory for a vacation that we went to Florida. Yep. You know, I can tell you, Marcus, things like that happened in my childhood as well. So many times. Yeah. And so many times we relied on prayer. And, and, and I was an unbeliever. Like, and I left the house an unbeliever, but those lessons never left me. And, and, I, and I recall the faithfulness of my parents, God, Yes. Um, when it came time when I was in need. Um, yeah. You know, even now. You know, it says in the Bible that, uh, the, that Israel, the people of Israel, wandered from the Lord at a point in time when the, the next generation did not know of the things that God had done for them, hmm. right? God had done things for their parents, right? And, but the next generation wasn't aware of all that he had done. Yeah. And, and so their hearts wandered from him. And I don't want that to happen to my kids. I, I send my kids down to Corpus regularly to spend time with my parents. And yeah. I, said, I said, you know, guys, you can do whatever you want to with my kids. Right? Yeah. I trust you. Tell them but, all the stories. But that's what I want you to do. <laughs> One thing, I, the only thing I ask that you would do 
is tell them the stories about what God has done because I don't want the next generation to yes. not know. Yes. I got to watch it. That's crucial yeah. to know your history. And so uh, we can go on this for forever. <laughs> We're having a great time here. But I, but I want to transition to the mm-hmm. church now. Yeah. Now, uh, you, you gave your heart to the Lord. Mm-hmm. You had that moment on the yeah. floor that day. Yeah, 20 years but, ago. But what happened yeah. that made you take that additional step mm-hmm. to get into ministry now? Sure, sure. Um, well, so 20 years ago is, uh, was when I came to faith. And um, it wasn't long after that that I, uh, I moved to Austin. And, uh, and I started attending a, 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 a big Baptist church there in Austin, and I, I, I got involved in, uh, in Bible classes there, and eventually they had me start teaching Bible classes. Uh, like I said, my parents taught me the scriptures, yeah. um, and so uh, I met my wife there at that All big right. Baptist church, and I was teaching Bible classes and, and helping that church launch new Bible classes, and, and uh, I'm kind of a teacher by passion and by training, and... Um, and uh, at the time, I was uh, I was running a law firm in Austin. Uh, I was their business manager, and um, but the more I taught the scriptures, the more passionate I became mm-hmm. about teaching the scriptures. And I began to pray about vocational ministry. I asked my wife um, to pray about vocational ministry with me, and she said, uh, "Okay, <laughs> but I just want you to know I'm taking this very slowly." <laughs> Warning. <laughs> Warning. And, uh, and I appreciated that very much because I, I'd seen, and, and I'm sure you know also, uh, stories of people who just kind of jump into vocational yeah. ministry and they have no idea how hard it is um, internally. And, and people get their teeth knocked in. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult. In fact, Paul Tripp has a book called Dangerous Calling, uh, which is about pastoral ministry. So we took it really slow. Um, but the more we prayed about it, the more we knew that if we were going to go into vocational ministry, it was going to be church planting. And, um, and I, in fact, I, I met with some people who were involved in church planting, and, and, and they gave me some advice. In fact, the best advice I got was, hey, you're a part of this big Baptist church, uh, which is great. But if you are going to be a church planter, you need to go get involved in a church plant. Exactly. And really figure out what that's like. And uh, it was right after that that I got a call from an acquaintance of mine who said, hey, I'm graduating from seminary. I'm going to church plant training. And I'm coming to Austin to plant a church. Will you be a part of it? And well, I told him, like, hey, this is what's going on with me. I'm, I'm, I'm praying about being a church planter myself. And he said, perfect, because we're a network that plants churches. We plant churches that plant churches that plant churches. So why don't you come ride shotgun with me? Yeah. And uh, so that's what we did. So I continued to, to uh, run the law firm, and uh, I rode shotgun, uh, and eventually became an elder at that church, and then came on staff at that church, and then they sent me to seminary and church plant training, and sent us to San Antonio a little over five years ago to wow. plant a church here in San Antonio. Yeah, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, yeah. Wild ride. And that brings us, that brings us to Crossway. Mm-hmm. Crossway Bible Church. Uh, yeah, we are going to turn five years old in October. Wow. I can't believe it. Yeah. That's great news. That's great news. Uh, five years is a, is a serious number. Hmm. You know, that, that four to five number in church planting kind of dictates if it's going to make it or not. Yeah, a lot of people give up around that. Yeah, that's, that's the moment where I've had enough and they mm-hmm. kind of throw their hands up and walk mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Or, 
or they kind of you know they got this momentum happening. Sure. And so tell me tell me a little bit about about Crossway Bible. Where are you guys located on the sure. internet? Tell me about how sure. how could San Antonio find you? Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to connect with us, it would be really easy. Uh, on the web, it's Crossway SA. Dot org so Crossway SA San Antonio, San right. San Antonio Crossway SA dot org uh, and we're located right here on 281 just south of 1604 so Thousand Oaks mm-hmm. and 281 on the west side of 281 there's a Starbucks there in our parking lot uh, which is essential yeah, absolutely essential we call it the annex so <laughs> that's our meeting room for lots of things the very important decisions are made there absolutely. <laughs> And, 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 you know, things are going great. You know, I've, I've got a lot of church planters for friends yeah. and, um, and, and, and it can be very difficult. But the, the Lord has made our, uh, our paths quite easy here mm-hmm. in San Antonio. We started with about 40 people in the living room. Yeah. And then uh, we were setting up and tearing down in a school. And, and now on a Sunday morning, there's about 450 to 500 wow. people that come on a Sunday at Crossway. So let me ask you this question. Yeah. If I go to your church, are you going to kick me out in a couple of years to plant the church? Well, it'll depend on how much training you take All on. Right. All right. <laughs> but, but, we, I can, but someone can go absolutely. and enjoy the service. Absolutely. And someone that has a heart to plant can also go. Absolutely. That we love, we love uh, to see people who, who just are curious walk through the door because we want them to hear the truth of God's word. We want the scriptures to be opened and yeah. them to be communicated to the heart and we also want to see people trained up to plant churches or just lead ministry. Yeah. There are so many people who are kind of sitting on their hands, sitting on the sideline. Sitting on their talent. Sitting on their talent. Yeah. When God has called them to a life of adventure in ministry mm-hmm. in a local church or even planting another local church. Tell me, what time is the service? Oh, yeah. So um, we have three services on Sunday morning. The first one is at 820. Okay. The, the next one at 10 o'clock. And then the third at 11.40. So no excuses, really. Yeah, no excuses. Sleep in and still, or get up early and get out. Either way. Amen. So San Antonio, you are invited to come on out. Uh, centrally located, right off of 281 and Thousand Oaks, uh, Crossway Bible Church. Pastor Josh, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we are blessed to hear from you and your testimony. San Antonio, God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Marcus. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.